everybody. Welcome to Dental Voice with Cyrus. My name is Rolando Mia, and we are live, can you tell, at SmileCon 2023 in Orlando, Florida. So today, we have a very, very special guest, someone that I am really, really excited for you all to meet, and really, even more importantly, get to know. Everyone, meet Dr. Trudy Ann Frazier. So now, Dr. Frazier is a pediatric dentist. She also has a, a Facebook page and a called with Tiny Tooth Doctor, which is kind of cool. That's not what we're going to talk about really here. I just recently met her, and I've had the opportunity to spend a little time. And what we've discovered about Dr. Frazier is that there's a lot, a lot in here. And what, what it is, it's about caring. So we're going to talk to her about that. And the reason is this, at SmileCon, and with regard to anything in dentistry, one of the really powerful things that's happening here is the recognition and awareness around well-being, and then this to the personal state of mind. Dentistry is not an easy profession, and it's become even more, let's just say, there's been a lot more pressure in it because of things like the pandemic, um, economic issues and all that. And what something that Dr. Frazier spends a lot of time is that, but there's also more than First of all, Dr. Frazier, Dr. Trudeau, thank you so much for joining, and I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. How are you? I am doing just fine, Orlando. Thank you for having me. Oh, no. Hey, thank you for joining. So, ready? Here's the deal. One of the things that we, we, we like to understand is people, they're, they're very special people that do that. You are a pediatric dentist, or as a pediatric dentist, that just automatically puts you in a very special place. Because kids, kiddos, I believe, are, are, are probably the most genuine and real, but they also don't understand what's happening to them. And I love that fact. Question, how did you get here? And, and why is it, why are you doing this? Help us, help us understand. Bro, what am I gonna do with you? <laughs> what, what am I done? How did I get here? Yeah. And why am I doing this? Let's start with the how and then we'll talk about the why. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm originally from Jamaica. I grew up in Atlanta. Um, and in Jamaica, we could not afford. Um, my parents sure, don't remember not correctly. At not at all. Well, hear me. Initially, I think my mom had a friend that was a hygienist. And I think if I remember correctly, at the end of the day, they would squeeze us in and we didn't have to pay. That's cool. So we got the opportunity to get some care, but we really could. It was not a luxury that we could afford. Mm. Thankfully, my dad moved to America and now we can not just go to the dentist, but I can help create a you generation a of kids that like to go to the dentist. Um, I, I don't love dentistry. But I love people, Ooh. which I think makes me a good dentist, if that makes any sense. No, totally. I don't love teeth. I don't love hunching over. And we'll talk about our story, my story, a little bit later. But it's the people for me. It's the heart. It's the soul. It's the whole person that I see. And then I figure out how to touch people's lives through dentistry. So what I love is encouraging people and motivating people. And dentistry just happens to be the car that I'm driving, the vehicle that I use to do that. So, so wait, uh, I, so first of all, thank you for sharing that. And you know, it, it's amazing. A lot of times people look at their profession mm -hmm. and they, it becomes the thing that they are. Right. And kind of what I love is that you're upfront 
just sharing. You don't love dentistry, but you're very good at it. Yeah. And it's a vehicle that helps you kind of engage with the way you engage. Now, in in the course of doing this, and as you as you've evolved to this, how did you come to the realization? Because to become a dentist requires a lot of blood, sweat, and tears yeah. to get there. And then to come to that realization, how did that happen? I mean, did you already know that coming into the profession? Of course not, else I wouldn't have done it. Right, exactly. <laughs> so so, so I love that. Let's dig a little bit, bit deeper. So I'm a pediatric dentist, so I yeah. did more years. I did two years of training in addition to being a dentist. And when I got so I've always been good at science. Right. I love I love people. I love this. I feel your heart. I feel your spirit. So I do enjoy that. And I love the art of dentistry. Right. So that's what kept me going. And I'm, a, I'm good at school, which most dentists are good at school. But then when I got to residency, I realized this is harder than I thought. <laughs> but I pushed through because that's what we're taught to do. You, you start something, you finish it. Yeah, yeah. So I pushed through. And about two years after practicing in private practice, I started to have back neck and shoulder pain two years two years wow i was scared i felt isolated because i felt like nobody could relate everyone i talked to was like i have pain here and there but my pain was different it was chronic rolando i could not look in the right rear view mirror i couldn't turn my head i couldn't raise my hand because of the chronic debilitating pain that i was experiencing so then i started to hate it so wait a minute so you entered the dentistry you made it through now you even went an even further to become a pediatric dentist yeah. and then a couple of years later you realize uh oh this isn't working for me right what did that feel like Ooh. yeah when when you came to that realization holy cow i've just dedicated this incredible portion of my life and all of a sudden now i'm coming to realize i'm killing myself right so if i'm honest with you and i'll be vulnerable I was scared. I was in a toxic work environment. Ooh. I was in a toxic marriage and I was in pain. <laughs> so I was in pain at work. I was in pain at home. And, and you were it, in pain personally. And I was in pain internally. So it was, I would say, honestly, it was the hardest, one of the hardest moments of my life, not just my career, because I had to look myself in the mirror and say, what in the world is going on? Yeah. How did um, I get here? Right. And thankfully, I look, there's beauty and pain, right? There's purpose in pain. And we'll talk about that. I started going to a physical therapist for the pain that I was feeling because I knew after going to physical therapy from my high school. I, I tore my meniscus in my knee in high school. So I went to a physical therapist because I knew that's who could help me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, my journey started there. So I started to rehabilitate my neck and my shoulder. I started well, that's, a, that's the physical. So that's there's the physical. physical. I started working with a personal trainer. That's also the physical. So there's yeah. one thing to, to straighten it out, but there's another thing to strengthen it. But what got me was when I went through my divorce, the mental part kicked in. And I think being slapped on my back where the only place I could look was up forced me into therapy. Oh, and Rolando, wow. honestly, I believe there's purpose and pain and everything happens for a reason. Sometimes there's divine challenges, divine disappointments is what my husband calls it. I think I faced... So this a, is a different husband? This is a different husband. Okay, okay. I got married in um, July of this year. We got to get there. You, you, hold okay, on. No, no, go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. You're like, jumping. You're putting the cart before the horse. You, you, you talk about that and then you said, I did. I threw, the, okay, I threw a curveball on you. Yeah, yeah. I, I got remarried. Okay, okay. Um, 
this Fantastic. year. Yeah. Thank you. To a, a better person. <laughs> so it was a divine disappointment almost. Yeah, yeah. And it forced me to reframe my life, not just my career in dentistry. I was forced to look at how I looked at things, forced to think about how I thought about things, forced to relinquish control. And if I'm, don't cut me off. If I'm honest with you, <laughs> learning to relinquish the control of my life and lean into whatever you believe in, whether it's God or the higher being, forced me to become a better person, which in turn made me a better dentist. I was forced to stop and think about how I was doing it. I think I talk about the control thing because a lot of us have con want control. No. But Right. But I was stressed out and it was adding to my burnout because you can't control when the patients come in on time. You can't control whether your assistants are going to suction here. And I'm in pedo. You can't control whether the kids <laughs> move, scream, jump, or yell, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So if I'm honest with you, that disappointment worked for me and not to me because I've become better and not bitter from that experience. So uh, first of all, thank you for sharing that. And, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's amazing the kinds of things that people go through. And I, I appreciate that you're sharing emotional, physical, mental, mental pain. And, and you were able to kind of do that. And here's the thing. A lot of people, and not to disparage it, would have just given up. Why didn't you? Well, a couple of reasons. Let's be frank. The $450,000 in student loan debt that well, I had, <laughs> I didn't know what else to do with. Yeah, so there, that'll no, keep you motivated. Yeah, really there, well. there's a debt. But beyond that, which, which is, which is I'm going to say more of a concrete. What, what is it that drew you? What, what was the kind of motive? There's, a, there's an energy that kept you going. What yeah. is that? And where yeah. did that come from? Yeah, well, if I'm frank, I know this is not a faith based, faith based podcast, but my faith. No, this, this is a. This is, this is real. This is, yeah, this is yeah, real. this is real. Um, I leaned into the idea that if God brought me to it, he was going to bring me through it and that I could bear whatever it is that I was facing because I have a very strong faith one, but I have very good support system. My, and what is that? My parents, my siblings, um, then my boyfriend, <laughs> he was very supportive, but I needed time to pause. And sometimes it's not just why we're going through what we're going through but sometimes it's why we're going through it so and i reframed my thought process instead of fighting and saying why is this happening what i'm gonna fail i'm gonna run away from it i took it as a time to pause i love that in, in other words it helped in it was kind of it kind of fueled your your drive and helped you refocus right what did it what what was kind of the epiphany that occurred after because up until that point i mean the fact that here you are and you can't turn your head all sorts of coming around it's not easy to come back from a life-changing event like that right. and then all of a sudden embrace it. Now, good things come out of it, but this is, this is absolutely amazing. Here's why. This ties back completely to our profession, our industry. People go through these kinds of, I'm calling life-changing events. And when they come out the other side, they are completely different. But you are able to maintain a core essence of who you are. Right. How do you do that? And Yes, your faith is an important thing, and yeah. I believe very strongly in that. Yeah. And then your family, but what? What else? What? What else was driving well, that? I think that's what I said, Ro. I was determined to be better from my experience and not bitter. I think my parents like taught me that we don't fail backwards; we fail forwards. 
we allow good people. <laughs> and you can tell your mom and dad. <laughs> we allow things. Like I said, things don't happen to you. They happen for you. They're, what Lean into the challenge that's, that you're facing. Ask yourself or ask whatever it is that you're facing. What are you here to teach me? Because everything happens for a reason. There is absolutely no coincidence. Well, there's no, there's no coincidence I'm sitting here on this interview. I believe that there's purpose in my pain. A part of that purpose is being able to sit here and not just say, I'm a dentist. Hi, Dr. Fraser. But I'm a dentist second. I'm a person first. And as a person, I went through this to become more relatable so that others can see it and hear my story and be encouraged. So there was purpose in my pain. No, I love There's that. purpose in all our pain. In, in, in the grand scheme of things, if you were to sum up, what is it that you learned about who you are and why you're here? What is it that I learned? Summarize what it is that I learned about who I am and why I'm here. Yeah, what was that transformation? Because up to that point, you were in a certain place and mm -hmm. you came out of it and you came out of it strong. You came out of it fierce. You were able to do that. Well, I'll be frank with you. I think I'm still figuring out who I am. That's a perfectly good And answer. I'm still figuring out why I'm here. I'm 36. I know I look like 25. <laughs> <laughs> I always say nobody's getting plastic surgery to look older. So it's a blessing in disguise. Um, but I believe in this 36 years that I've been living that your purpose change, your why changes and leaning in and figuring out that when things happen for you, yeah. pivoting, well, pausing first. Huge. Taking the time to pause and hone what's happening and see what you, how you got there. Because I will be frank, I added to it. There's some things in me that I needed to unlearn. So taking that pause and leaning in and asking the challenge that you're in, what are you here to teach me? And then figuring out your purpose from that and knowing that your purpose changes and it's okay to pivot. And see, all of those are realizations. But then, so funny, we are presented with things like that all the time. It's yeah. Things right in front of us, but there's something that gets us to actually look at it and do something about it. How do you do that? And the reason I'm asking is this. There are, I would venture, I guess, that there are people out there who are either in the midst of or going through what you went through. Right. And they're struggling. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe they don't have the same kind of support infrastructure. Maybe they maybe because they have a different faith, but they're struggling. What advice would you give them to help them kind of kind of settle back? Yes, exactly. Pause. But, okay, now I'm pausing. What do I do? How do you do that? That's a very hard question. For me, I think first realizing what it is that I liked, what it is that I loved. I think the pandemic kind of forced me and yeah. gave me the time to stop. <laughs> it did a lot of things, didn't it? Right. Um, I wasn't able to practice. And to be quite frank, I don't know if I said it yet, but I'm not in love with dentistry. Yeah. No, so no. I had to first look in the mirror and say, it's okay not to, not to identify as a dentist first but it's Trudy Ann Fraser first and then say dentistry is part of what I do, not who I am. So first it's having that conversation in the mirror. Hold on, I don't have to answer your question. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm listening <laughs> to you. I, I love when you said what I do and not what I am. Right. That is a very powerful set. Please continue, continue. Yeah, it's, it's 
a part of who I am. It's not what, it's what I do, excuse me, not who I am. It's not the whole. Um, advice that I would give, look in the mirror, lean into mentors, and lean into the things that you love. So I love to talk. Can you tell? So I was the kid that got, Trudy Ann has straight A's, and at the end, she would finish her work and talks too much. So I love to talk. So why not no. figure out how to get paid to speak? So lean into the things that you're good at. There are reasons why you've been given the gifts that you've given. And figure out how to use that to bring purpose to somebody else's life and help change lives. And for me, that's speaking. You know, it's the, the reason I reacted is because it's, you know, so often people define themselves by whatever profession, by whatever title, by what, whatever credential that they have. And what strikes me in, in what you're sharing with us here is that, you know, it, there was a journey you went through and the realization that I need to figure out first who I am. Right. I need to figure out first why I'm here as opposed to I'm defined by. And when you said it's not, it's what I do, it's why. And here's the thing. You can do it better than anybody else and you can be phenomenal. But if you're doing something that you do well, but you don't know who you are, mm -hmm. it's almost empty. Mm. You don't find fulfillment in yeah. it. And, and then I think a lot of times people don't realize that they keep driving into somewhere which may not necessarily be where they need to because of that. And right. you, you, you've had the opportunity to, you mentioned mentors and, you know, leading that. Who are those for you and how did they help you? I mean, I, I love that. So um, one of my mentors said something yesterday, Dr. Hazel Glasper. She says, be where you need to be until you no longer need to be there. Be where you need to be until, until you, you no, no longer, longer need, need to be, be there. And that's pretty deep. If I'm frank with you, I'm still unpacking that. You just said it to me yesterday. And what that means, that means something different to everyone. Yeah, and for yeah. me, I think what that means right now is to lean into what dentistry is here to teach me right now, that there's purpose in the things that I'm experiencing. Actually, being here is one of that purpose. I'm able to speak on stages and talk about pain, talk about physical, mental pain, and what team I develop in order to help me get out of pain so that people don't have to retire early if, in fact, that's something that they want to do long term. Right? I'm also able to. Uh, talk to general dentists and orthodontists and hygienists and teach them how to help create a generation of kids that love going to the dentist. So, bro, I am being what I need to be in this present moment until I no longer need to be there. So whatever it is that my purpose is, I know it's bigger than dentistry, but right now I'm content being. And And I think that is one of the most, you know, grounding statements that you could say. So many people, so many people are not content where they are. So what ends up happening is they're chasing something forever and they never have an opportunity to settle. Let me ask you this. And, you know, this is, this is really cool. Throughout the course of this, right, we will sometimes get lost in who we are. And then we'll tend to then dive in or focus much stronger into our profession, dentistry. How can people tell when they're ignoring something that is so viscerally in them, but they're not giving that 
permission to manifest itself. How would, how would you express that? So it's funny. I'm a kid's dentist, right? <laughs> I watch kids' movies. And believe it or not, sometimes there are some really good lessons in kids' movies. And there was a, le- a movie I was watching on the ride here called, is it, it's a spinoff of that emotional kids' movie. What is it called? It's where you had the fire and the water and they had to figure out how to coexist together. I cannot remember oh, the oh, name yeah. of it. Oh, yeah, it's a new one, right? It's new elements. Yeah, elements, where one is, it's, yeah, it's a One is water. Yes. Oh, kind of like men and women. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like my wife and I? No. Oh, my goodness. So when you said that, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Um, I think the fire was supposed to become uh, owner of her father's fire shop. But that's not what she wanted to be. And because of that, she would burst into tears and be angry and go off on all of the vendors and the people that came in, the patrons, when they came in. She was angry all the time because she was trying to be something that she wasn't. And it wasn't until she met something that challenged her thought process. Well, and that could could potentially destroy her. Precisely. I think about that, right? Precisely. So what I learned from that kids movie element was to lean in to the things that arise. Sometimes it is there to teach you how to become better and how to not be bitter and how to be a better person. But sometimes it's there to teach you to pivot. And in that uh, fire, that young lady's uh, instance, that anger was there to teach her that she actually needed to pause and pivot. So pay attention to what you're, a lot of times we have an internal compass. What is that compass leading us to? And how do we get mentors and listen to podcasts and read books to help to guide us? And sometimes it doesn't happen overnight. And I, I believe that, that even that happens for a reason because sometimes you need to unlearn some things. It's a process that you needed to, the person you need to become in order to now be able to manifest where you are now. So sometimes you have to unlearn some things and it may take one year, it may take 10 years. And then when you turn to that new purpose, you'll say, you know what? I needed to go through that so that I'm better and I was more prepared for this. It's, I love that. And you know, it's interesting that there are lots of messages out there, but we tend to either overlook them or ignore them because we do. Yeah. And and you you seem you know you're so tuned to what that looks like and and how that comes in. How is that translated into your ability to engage with your patients, your mm-hmm. ability to engage with your with the team in the office, your your ability to engage with your friends? Mm. Rhoda, that's such a powerful question. I don't think we have time to unpack everything, but. I think how I can summarize it is, bro, I have become a more relatable and a more empathetic person first. You weren't before? Um, I said more. <laughs> and I feel things now. Because I had to lean into who I was, yeah. now when a person, a patient, a child, a staff member walks into my present, I feel their energy before they can even open their mouth. I can hear what people have to say beyond what's coming out of their mouth because I had to lean into what my challenge and my fire on the inside was there to teach me. Now I'm able to relate. When I have a mom that's going through a divorce and it's affecting the kids because they're in two different households and they need to figure out how to brush and they need to figure out what's going on in the two households, I can relate. I can pause and I can see the human side, not just the parent side, who she is as a person. 
And I can relate to what she's going through because I've been through it. So sometimes what we go through is not just for us, it's for those around us. Yeah, and it, it helps us kind of frame why, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you, and all right, in, in all of this and as you're evolving, and I love that you're willing to share this and, and kind of give this to, to people who are listening. What scares you the most? What is it that, that if you were to sit here and say, because in the journey, you're, you're overcoming so many things, but what scares you the most? And I'll, ex- I'll explain why I asked that after you find What scares me the most? I think I have a lot of fears. Um, but I think if I summarize it, I do, like most people, have a fear of failure. Hmm. I think I made reference to my parents and their sacrifices earlier in the podcast. Yeah. They left Jamaica. Ooh, they left Jamaica to for, provide a better way of living, and I don't take it for granted that I've been afforded the opportunities that I have. And I I can't disappoint my parents. Ooh, it's funny because. Whew, this experience likely has nothing to do with them. <laughs> and it likely has everything to do with me. Um, I talked about being a speaker. That's actually one of my life dreams, is traveling the world and speaking and motivating others to be the best version of themselves, no matter what they identify as or who they identify as. They can lean in. Life teaches us to lean in and be the best, most authentic, most vulnerable versions of who we are. And I was able to show my parents that on these stages this weekend. They actually introduced me yesterday. And to hear them say, oh, my gosh, like, you love this. (laughs) This is you. This is the best, most authentic expression of who I am. And that's how I feel on these stages. And to see them see that and not just value me as a doctor, what I worked so hard to be, but value me as a person and my passion outside of being a doctor. Because so many of us identify as that, but we're so much more, we have so many layers. And we've got to learn as a society to see people first and not their profession first. Because so many of us are suffering in silence, but we attach to those titles and the class that we're in as opposed to seeing the human. And that's what's important. That's who we're created to be. That's the community that I want to build. So that's my life's work. And that's my purpose. It's not being Dr. Trudy Ann Fraser. It's showing people that we're better and stronger together. And we've got to unlearn and unshed some of the things that we've been taught and go against the grain. I was not supposed to do that. Well, first of all, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. The reason I ask you what scares you the most is because... You want some napkin with makeup? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
what the reason the reason I answer that question is because often we ignore the things that we're uncomfortable about. And because we do that, it manifests itself and then it becomes huge. And uh, when I ask you that, you know, a lot of times you just you just encapsulate it so well and I so appreciate that and, and thank you for doing that with us. You felt compelled to do something for someone else. Yeah. And then you realize you have to do it for yourself. First. And it's it's that that's important because by, by coming through that, but in order to get there, you have to go through the right. to the pain. You have to go right. through the, the, the difficulty. You can't you can't get to a destination without encountering mm-hmm. all those kinds of things. That's right. And by you giving us the opportunity to hear that from you and share it, it's huge. Because you know, people look at you and look, she's a dentist. She's right. a, she's successful. Look at that. She's she's speaking on stage. Right. And they they immediately make perceptions that well, I can't do that. Look, she's already successful. Yeah. But what I think you're expressing is everyone goes through a lot and it's that that makes you and it's by leaning in looking back and recognizing that that's that's what gets you there that's that's what gets you there you said something and i'll i'll add to it um one trials don't come to stay they come to pass yeah but if you stop in the midst of the storm you can't you're stuck yeah right you can't learn what you're supposed to learn unless you get to the other side yeah. and a part of getting to the other side is leaning in and allowing that tornado to un to shed <laughs> to release yeah, yeah, yeah. to relinquish some of those things that are no longer serving us so i think it's is it um a bull or something like that i heard kevin hart say it he talked about the difference between cows and bulls. And he said, when a tornado comes, the cows get swept up in it and they fly away with the storm. But a bull, a stronger animal, is taught to ground itself, to ground itself into purpose, to ground itself into whatever you value, whatever you know to be yeah. true. And while that storm comes, you root yourself, you ground yourself. And for me, it's faith. And that storm will not destroy you because before you know it, the storm will pass. You'll get to the other side and you'll be better, stronger and not bitter. But it takes intention. Yeah. It takes purpose and it does take support. And I have a feeling that everybody has some form of support, whether it's a spouse, a parent, their faith, somebody from their community, friends. Lean into that support system because whatever storm that you're going through. It came to pass to teach you things. It did not come to stay. Oh, my goodness. You know, you reminded me, it's not Kevin Hart, someone much, much, much older. Maybe he was quoting him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, the, the greatest glory in life is not in never falling. It's getting up every time. Yeah. And what you do when you get up. And what you shared with us here is that, yeah, you, you've stumbled. Things have hit you. I mean, you've been through some crazy things and uh, you stood up, you got back up and then you looked at it and that's, that's really powerful. And I so appreciate you sharing that and giving us an insight. Can I ask you, if you were to, you know, for our viewers, for people who are sitting here, what, what, bring us together, what advice would you give them in the event that they may be either experiencing this, experiencing this or in the midst of this? Mm-hmm. What advice would you give them based on 
your experience and based on what you go through? Sure. Um, you don't have to suffer in silence. It's huge. Whether it's a therapist or a parent or a friend or somebody that you know that's gone through something, reach out. Because everybody has gone through something. Yeah. And what you see on the exterior, the pretty Wonder Woman shirt <laughs> that you yeah. see is not who, who I am. There are lots of layers to people, but you don't know how much help you can get unless you muster up the courage to reach out. And what's the worst that you can hear is no yeah. or get ignored. And if you get ignored and you get a no, go to somebody else. Don't stop until you get the help you need. Because you are your own biggest advocate. And if you're worth it. You are worth it. You are enough. You are seen. You, you are valuable. You're worth it. Thank you for that. Holy cow. Well, first of all, I can't even begin to tell you how much I appreciate you sharing that. I can't appreciate how, you know, it, it's so awesome that you're willing to sit here and, and do that with us. So thank you for doing that. Really, really appreciate that. Folks. If, if people wanted to reach out to you or just touch bases, would it be okay? For them Absolutely. To, what would um, be the best way to do that? Yeah. So I'm a millennial. <laughs> so, of course, I'm always on Instagram, um, Facebook. You can find me at tiny, like little tooth, like your front tooth, and doc, tiny, like doctor, tiny tooth doc. Or you can email me at trudyfraserdds at gmail.com. I'll be frank with you. You're more than willing to. I'm more than willing to reach out on uh, social. You can find me there faster. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, first of all, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Really appreciate it. I'm so grateful for, for you know, just the message and the sentiment you gave and and your your willingness to to kind of share that. That's huge. And uh, I personally appreciate that and love the thank fact you, that you're here with that. Hey, folks, there you have it, Dr. Trudy and Fraser. If you have questions, please feel free to reach out to her and, yeah. and let her know. And, and here's the thing. The message about don't suffer in silence, that resonates very strongly. You, there's help. Take the time to get that. So there you have it. Hey, if you like this and, and it's something that you agree with, please let us know. If you loved it, share it. Give us a like. And here's the thing. Reach out to, to Dr. Frazier if you have questions. It's worth it. And uh I love the, the energy that you bring, and I think that, that that's just really cool. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for being here, and, and we really appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you all in our next Gentle Voice. Take care, everyone.